Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the Bad Movie Review Show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. The mystery punches have fallen victim to the machinations of the Gotham Crown after Adrian was hurled into a cell by magic where he was followed by Red who was mortally injured. Old Man Richter arrived in cultist regalia and Adrian held him hostage, thinking he was a cultist. Unfortunately, the situation has devolved and cultist guards are about to open fire. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. You're facing down two inheritors with uh, Tommy guns, one inheritor with a shotgun, and a couple more who are standing around looking real concerned about the life and times of Chad Chadlington, who seemingly just kicked a doctor in the face and is possibly about to get shot to death by his buds. Um, Red, you, though your, your chest wound has been bandaged, um, your lifeblood is literally seeping out of you. Um, as you were more injured than you've ever been, including when you went face first through a car. Adrian, uh, you're a bit confused because um, the inheritor that you were holding just kicked the doctor in the head, but like he's still a bad guy, and he's got that symbol on his hand that you know means bad. Uh, and Richter, you just kung fu kicked a man in the face. Uh, it's pretty new and exciting. Just, However, just swinging from a man's arm and letting my legs go. That's yeah, all. it was yeah. just a full <laughs> Jurassic Park Lost World gymnastics kick. Uh, but uh, Wemsley Waxforth has just declared that uh, that the, the game is over. 
and so it may be for our heroes at our show. So let's see what happens. Uh, Tyler, on break, you said you had something. What does Richter do? Uh, I am fully incapable of speaking, right? You, you're... You're choking me, still, Adrian. Right? Would you have let up your grip when he? I don't know. The there's a doctor. There's a lot going on. He probably yeah. wouldn't be holding as tightly as he. Then I will raspily squeak out, "Red, close eyes," <laughs> and I will take out the mirror of Samael. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> no! Uh... And just push it out to everyone looking at us. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay. Um. There is uh, a moment where time seems to stop. Uh, the There are fingers about to pull triggers. Um, uh, there's just, it, it feels like a heavy moment. Um, and you see all the eyes in the room made perhaps more uh, noticeable because of their position in the hoods um, shift uh, towards the mirror. Um, and then... Um, all of them start to just sort of shudder a little bit and a cacophony of laughter begins uh, from uh, all, all these hooded uh, people. Um, and then you realize it's intermixed with sobs and then the screams begin and uh, you hear the guns clatter to the floor as they all start to reach up uh, towards their hoods and you can see red indentations as they dig their fingers into the hoods and begin to drag down. And as their hoods begin to uh, soak red um, with the flesh they've torn off their own faces, you guys realize it might be time to fucking get to stepping. What do you do? Uh, and then I think Adriel just take the hood off of the cultist to see what the hell is going on. It's yeah. old man Richter. You could Richard. Is, is that gesture indicative of me? Yeah, yeah. He'll let you go. Yeah, like Grandpa Richard. I want to uh, just uh, snatch the. No, you're you're holding it. That's fine. I'll snatch the the um, the, the the hood, the white hood off of uh, Doctor Wimbley. Was it Doctor uh, Ambrose? Doctor Ambrose. Ambrose Sylvain. Uh, just off of him, and just uh, wrap the the mirror in it so it's concealed once again, and and pocket the mirror. Cool. Um, I think we're going to say that um, the just so this doesn't become like a, a running uh, Deus Ex Machina. Um, you try and, and, and move it to wrap it uh, and you actually find you can't. Uh, it seems okay. to be like stationary. And as you kind of take your hands off it, um, you can see the mirror floating um, and all of the people begin to stagger towards it as they continue to tear at their faces and their chests. Okay. You think you see an eyeball hit the ground. It's gross. Okay. Uh, then uh, I will uh, just leave that there and say, uh, no one, <clears throat> no one look at this mirror. No one, no, no matter what. Adi, do you understand okay. me? Do not look at it. Yeah, I, I got it. I, I sort of have a thing with mirrors anyways. I'm okay with not looking. Uh, can you take red? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I uh, who at that moment like coughs up a chunk of blood. <laughs> I I try and help her up. I've stabbed myself in the leg, so I'm having a bit of a hard time too. Mm. But I can sit her up and kind of. Um, I think Adrian would like to scoop two Tommy guns, <laughs> just one under each arm. Yep. He's going to be very heavily armed for. Are going you going to shoot all these folks, or are you going to save the ammo? Uh he doesn't really know what's going on with them, but it looks bad. 
but no. Is is Waxley Wember fourth? Whatever the fuck is he part of Team Screaming Walking Forwards or what's he doing? Um, I think we'll say that he managed to look away just because he's an interesting name brain character. So he's kind of like um, cowering uh, as as all of this happens behind them. Okay, then Adrian will just take one Tommy gun and then he'll take Waxley Wemberforth, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> sure. uh, uh, he'll grab him by the throat and pin him to the wall uh, and then just jam the the like barrel of the Tommy gun into his stomach. And just say like, "Where's the nearest hospital?" He says, "It's it's New York, anywhere." And then uh, the city of hospitals, centuries. Yeah, that's what it's known for. Um, and then his eyes kind of go wide, and he begins to 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 giggle because by pinning him to the wall, he had a direct view over your shoulder of the spooky mirror. Well, I don't want anybody to say that I'm not a man who keeps his promises. Uh, and I would like to saw him in half with the Tommy gun Ooh. so that his insides become his outsides. I promised. Uh, you know what? And you are a man of your word. Um, as you uh, just fucking tear through him with the, the full clip of the Tommy gun, um, his bottom half falls off in a sickening uh, schluck of, uh, of viscera as his, his insides fall out. Um but you almost hear him sigh um, as his eyes kind of uh, begin to defocus. And he just says, oh, that's much better. Th- thank you. Would you like tea? And then his head slumps onto your shoulder. Ugh, it smells like poopy in here. Uh, and then I'll throw him down uh, and drop the spent Tommy gun and just scoop up. I guess there's probably two left or whatever. I'll pick up yeah. more guns. Cool. Um, so you pick up the the other Tommy gun, and uh, there was a shotgun. Uh, so you got one of those under each yeah, arm. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Uh, Richter, I don't want to rob you of your cool shit. Um, so we'll say that with a um, uh, no, we should we should leave this here. Otherwise, this will just become our our <laughs> push go to kill button. Um, so with the mirror still um, distracting them, you can hear it starting to crack as they they all kind of like clamber towards it, and you can see them all like bashing their heads against it, trying to get in. Um, you make your way into the hallway. Um, so you're in uh, the Empire State Building. Uh, Red and um, Adrian, you both realize for the first time kind of what's what's being said. Richter, I think you can catch them up briefly. Yeah. Um, Have you ever been to New York? Because we are here. So, um, Red, question for you. Um, you're based in Boston with your, your mm-hmm. gang. Um, do you think you would have spent, would you have ever come to New York on a job or is this somewhere you wouldn't have touched? Um... I think I probably would have gone to New York a couple times if they were like really important clients because otherwise I would probably send one of my minions. So I've probably been here once or twice. Okay, cool. Um, so um, you uh, you kind of like weakly nod. Um, and again, things are, things are getting pretty dark for you now. Um, however, um, when you were in town, uh, you met with your counterpart here. Um, because obviously in the same way that you were able to kind of carve out literally underground a, uh, a chunk of space, um, for yourself, uh, under Capone's kind of reign, um, New York being a, a much bigger metropolis has, has similar folks. Um, so you remember, uh, the name of your kind of counterpart in town is, uh, two times, uh, is his nickname, uh, but his actual name is Marvin Gatsby, um, and uh, Marvin runs a, a smuggling operation. Um, he uh, he tends to deal more in um, uh, drugs and uh, pornography and uh, things other than booze because he figured he could get away with uh, more of that than 
um, Capone would be less interested in that. Um, so he's he's kind of he runs that. But if anyone's going to have like a back alley doctor who might be able to pull you out of this, um, it would likely be him. Uh, two times operates out of a, um, a just a an incredibly shitty um, jazz bar, um, kind of in uh, uh, just uh, kind of in the north. So it's kind of I guess the northeast end of uh, Manhattan. Um, so it's a bit of a bit of a ride. Um, that said, uh, I think you're able to mutter that to um, Adrian, who again doesn't probably doesn't remember this guy, but remember like. I think in terms of how the gang stuff usually works, it's like, remember where we met that guy who had the funny shoes? Take me there. Or like, remember the place where the music was loud? Go there. Um, so uh, let's see that, uh, how you would kind of convey that to Adrian, and then we'll, we'll see where we go from there. All this, of course, as you guys are like madly booking it down uh, flights of stairs in, in Empire State. Luckily, you're only on the 13th, so... Mm-hmm. And I know what you're thinking. There's no 13th floor in the Empire State Building. That's exactly what Gotham Crown wants you to think. Man, um, I that, but now I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> don't think about an elephant. Oh, no. Cthulhu. Um, great. So, um, yeah, Red, how do you convey that to Adrian? Uh, I think it would be like, Addy. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the place that we went where you said that the music made you want to jump a lot? Yeah, in different Boston. Yeah, in in different Boston. We're in different Boston now. Ugh. And I I need you to take me there. But they said you should go to the hospital. Yeah, well, we can't. I can't go to the hospitals. I need you to take me to the place with the dancing. But what if we just go back to Helmfurth and go to that veterinarian surgery? We don't know how to do that, Addy. I need you to do what I say right now. <laughs> uh. Okay. Hey, friends. It's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yes, I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably, probably not me, but like Tom. He does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on, but the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice. That's right. That address that I totally just said, go there, join dumb dumbs and dice, support the show. It's going to be great. Steal a car if you have to. Okay. If you Uh, have to. Yeah, I was going to say, and then we just see a scene from Grand Theft Auto as, like, Lurch as the Terminator <laughs> with a Tommy gun and a shotgun steps into traffic and gets a car. <laughs> yeah, and, and admittedly, um, the driver's like, ah, oh, no, New York in the 1930s. What else was I expecting? I knew I shouldn't have come here. I should have stayed in Chicago, a place where there's no crime. I'm kidding. <laughs> Chicago's bad, too. Okay, I out I go. kicked him out of the car. Ah! Like, I crossed from driver's seat out the passenger side. Well, out I go. <laughs> That's me, Chip Johnston. Kicked out of his own car. <laughs> News at six. Um, all right, so you, you pile in. Um, again, it's, uh, it's, it's, you're in Manhattan, baby. City of big lights, big city. Um, this is uh, certainly a, a big change of pace. Richter, for you, I don't think you've ever been in a place that has buildings this large. This no. is um, no, quite yeah. something. This is like sanity check in and of itself. Just just New York <laughs> yeah. for, for Richter. <laughs> just like, <laughs> mine gut. 
They did it. Some, <laughs> some bastards did it. They were too busy asking if they could. They never thought to think if they should. Um, great. So you pile into the car. Um, uh, you kind of like shuffle Red into the, the back uh, where she can lay down. Um, Red, what's going through your head right now? I know you're, you're, you're kind of in and out of it. Um, you've just escaped certain death. Um, I think... At this point, like, brute survival instincts have taken over in the sense that, like, there is too much. There's too much going on. Like, like, too much magic, too many scary, spooky people in hooded masks uh, that right now she is just intensely focused on not dying. Fair enough. Um, Can you roll me a sanity check, please? Mm -hmm. As we've often described, I love that Red's version of sanity is just... Like, how much bullshit can Red stomach before her brain just goes like, fuck this. You know what? Nah, fuck, fuck sanity. We're done. We're yep. done. Uh, that is a 64. And I had to, sorry, I have to get higher? Lower. Lower. Oh, no. Oh, I, I think. I'm pretty sure. I have yeah, the rules you have to get, you have Yeah, to get I lower. think you're right. I Oh, I have to get lower. Yeah, no, I did not get okay. lower. Um, can you go ahead and roll me a d10, please? Yes. Um, five. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so, uh, you succumb to a bout of madness, uh, Red. Um, and... <laughs> Please, not heroic invincibility. No, it's Please, not. not it, it's not. You're, you're, you're very lucky. Uh, <laughs> this we'll is going to kick Friday. everyone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is this one's actually really fun. Uh, so you got significant person, uh, which means that you mistake another person in the scene for a significant person in your life. Um, it says in your your backstory, like the significant person in your life. Um, I think it's we're gonna actually like heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think we're we're gonna say that like as you're you're kind of drifting in and out. Um, it's gonna be one of the mystery punchers. Um, who do you mistake? Adrian Four is it? Sally. It's sorry, who? Uh, Sally. Shit. Um, okay, so Red, you're you're struggling to stay awake, um, and every time you you blink, the car kind of swims in in your vision. Um, but uh, then you you kind of um, you feel relief uh, because in the driver's seat, um, you see weirdly the one person who, even though you've probably never given this conscious thought, always kind of made you feel safe. Um, just because of, of the way she approached the world and, and the, the kind of outlook she had, uh, you see Sally at, at the wheel and, um, it brings you a, a degree of comfort, um, to know that, uh, that, that she's, she's taking you to wherever she, she went. Um, what do you say to Sally now that you're finally able to talk to her again? This also doesn't need to be a grand reunion thing cause you are super yeah. injured. So this might just be like, a thanks. Yeah. Us. Sally, it's, it's Tracy. I don't, I don't think you'd be very proud of what I did, but it's good to see you. Um, Adrian, what do you say to that? Is Sally back there? Because um, in the back with, uh, with Red, um, hands on the on the wound with yep. uh with he's taken off the robe now and it's just it's just there to staunch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
the the bleeding um and he's just uh Eddie, drive drive faster we must get to the doctor soon and um so uh adrian obviously says is, is sally back there uh red you hear uh sally just say like what are you talking about red of, of or what are you talking about tracy of, of course i'm proud of you did you do your best <laughs> always well i yeah. mean that's what you always told me to do was just to do my best and I'm trying to do my best with this traffic, but I got to tell you, it's pretty rough. <laughs> I just think we might have punched the wrong mystery. Well, what did, what did Addy say? He's usually pretty good about being cautious. Remember all the times he told us to, you know, not break the law and not do dangerous things. What did he say about it? I'd say as she's driving, you see her hit an intersection with a lot of traffic and then just pick up a Tommy gun and fire it in the <laughs> air. And then like Sally still being soft and gentle speeds through. <laughs> yeah, you, you see you see Sally like ringing a bell, uh, yeah. like just like a little like nice bell out the window as Adrian just like offloads. Um, yeah. It's it's all of Adrian's physicality, but Sally's serene face and just being like, you're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you'd recognize Eddie anymore. <clears throat> Why? Did he grow a mustache? <laughs> <laughs> not quite. It's, it's not, it's not important. It's good to see you. No, it's, it's, it's good to see you too, Tracy, but I gotta tell you, you're not looking so hot. You look, um, I, as, as you would say, pretty, uh, fucked up. I'll be fine. I have ah, to be. There's a I lot of blood to, back there. I have to be for Eddie. Yeah. I mean, he he does need taken care of. I always worry about that boy. Oh, wow. That is a lot of, of blood. I mean, at this rate, they should call you Red. <laughs> um, Richter, uh... Even though uh, the doctor upstairs had bound the wound, the blood is like fully soaking through the uh, the robe now. Uh, can yeah. you roll me a first aid check, please? Uh, how am I at that? Uh, wow, why have I not been healing you guys? <laughs> <laughs> because you don't care. <laughs> at a 67, that's still a regular success. Holy shit. Damn. Um, okay, so you, um, I think you quickly like undo uh, the um, the bandages and you can tell that like he didn't really, he just kind of wrapped it. Yeah. Um, so you start stuffing stuff into the wound. You know, it's not ideal, but you know, it's what you've got. You reach for Red's flask and like pour some liquor in there um, <laughs> just to, to try and keep it um, disinfected as best you can. Um, Adrian, I need you to roll me a, a driving check. Despite you kind of knowing, um, having a, a vague sense of what's going on, uh, I feel like if this was like a, a video game or a movie, like the screen is just slowly closing. Like there's just sort of a, a, a dark edge coming around things. Because um, even though you're, you don't understand necessarily in the medical terms, but you definitely understand that red is slipping away. And New York traffic sucks even in the 30s, so... Admittedly, you do look over your shoulder and see that tower that the monkey climbed uh, in that movie you saw, and you're pretty oh, happy yeah. about that. Nice. Uh, that is an extreme success. I rolled a six. Nice. Okay, so a combination of the Tommy gun and um, your driving, uh, you're burning up to the uh, uh, up to the the jazz bar. Um, so um, you can see it 
uh, you kind of turn down an alley and you, you remember the, the place where you jumped a lot, uh, not too far away. Um, and the car's kind of like bumping and rumbling along this sort of back alley, um, driving over broken bottles and the like, uh, as you, you pull up, um, beside it, um, uh, Red, uh, as you've been kind of drifting in and out, um, you know, Sally keeps kind of looking over, over her shoulder, um, looking out the window, ringing that bell a lot. Um, she's obviously a lot bigger than you remember her because for some reason she's kind of adult size now. Um, but also, uh, in the same way that everyone else's stress is kind of like making everyone focus for you, things are, are, are getting, um, uh, just, uh, brighter. There's, there's a, a Sally, there's a glow coming off Sally, there's a glow coming off the car. There's hands on your chest that are vaguely glowing. Um, uh, Richter, you're like rapidly, um, repacking her wound and you notice that they, um, there just seems to be blood everywhere and like, no matter how quickly you're packing it. Um, and then you start to notice that it's not just hers, um, that your hand is still weeping. Oh man. Um, okay, yeah. so, you know, you're pressing down, you're like, oh no, it's bleeding. Oh no, it's, it's also me. Yeah. Um, uh, as you're pulling up, um, I think Adrian, you're like laying on the horn, um, and you can see, uh, like the door gets booted open, uh, out of the back of this, uh, speakeasy and uh, a couple of like thugs come out with, with pistols. You see, um, uh, two times come out. Um, and Adrian, um, how do you think you got along with two times Gatsby? Um, if we were just here for high level meetings, honestly, I don't even think I know him very much. Like I'd recognize him, but I don't talk to people. Like I get sat in a corner and then wait through meetings. Well, yeah, fair enough. I think given though, but you really enjoyed being in the jazz club, right? Is that, yeah, I like the club. So, I mean, he's sort of like Santa Claus at the mall. Like I don't know him, but okay, he brings yeah. good stuff. But I think he remembers you as well then, because like <laughs> you did sit in the corner, but you also really liked the music and most people are just all business. Um, so he, his eyes kind of go wide. Um, Richter, you see a bunch of people kind of run out. What do you do? Uh, I just start saying, help, we need help. We need a uh, doctor. Okay, so uh, two times uh, just starts like yelling uh, to the inside. Um, you see more people come out. Again, they still have their guns trained on you, particularly because Adrian's got a Tommy gun out the window to Ace Ventura style. Um, but uh, uh, definitely like the, the cavalry is here. People are, are, are spilling out. Um, you can see a great commotion and red, uh, as you like, you're really starting to lose your, your grip on mm -hmm. stuff. Um, can you roll me a very, very important, uh, survival check, please? Can I assist in any way? Sure. That makes sense. Oh, um, my survival is so low. I would love that. How can I assist? Um, Tyler, go ahead and roll me a first aid check. And if she okay. fails her survival check, we'll say that yours, um, has the same, roughly the same effect. Okay. Yeah. That's a uh, super fail. Sorry, when she fails, not if. <laughs> yeah, that's a big fail. Big old I rolled, fail. I rolled a 78. I'll spend eight luck to bring it to a normal success. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Great. Um, so, Red, um, you, again, it, everything's getting, like, real soap opera in here for you. Uh, you reach down to the glowing hands um, on, on your um, sort of pressing uh, into your wound, uh, and you just grip onto one of them. Um, and you see a glowing eye on it briefly, but it, it doesn't really matter to you at this point. You're, you're pretty far gone. Um, and Richter, you feel red, um, grasp your hand. And even though, as we've established, you really hate being touched, um, yeah. there's something so desperate and, and, um, it's, it's a feeling you remember from the church. It's a feeling you remember from when you tried to protect, uh, the, the those local kids who liked getting These into children. trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you you clutch back kind of the, the blood from your weeping um, 
my star yeah. uh, mixing with hers. Um, and as the, the car uh, pulls up, um, Red, you just see Sally kind of get brighter and brighter. Um, and then her eyes go dark and her head twists fully around. And she just looks at you with a sad smile and says, I'm telling you, Tracy, you really should have taken my hand. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Bradovic, Noel Louis, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the year 1889, there was nowhere in the world more exciting than London, England. Three cheers for Inspector Lestrade and the bad boys of Baker Street themselves, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson! Solved by Sherlock Bloody Holmes of 221B Baker Street. Well, with any luck, we'll get a new brutal murder any day now. God, I wish. It's truly shocking you haven't solved anything in five years. The boys are both out of town for some case about a dog in Dartmoor this weekend. Sincerely, Martha Hudson. London's number two detective team just became number one. Fox and Stallion. Find us on Twitter, Instagram and Tumblr at 224BBaker or on our website 224BBaker.com. It's like they say, big breaks are 90% luck. What's the other 10%? Luck.